I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Well, listen, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I know you are. In Texas. I mean, I'm talking nowhere. I'm I'm out in the boonies. So the fact that we can do this is a pants miracle. It is. It is. Trust me, Melissa and I are very aware you are in the middle of nowhere because your reception proves it. To all our pockets out there, isn't it great? And we apologize. We know it's it's like vintage pants. It's like when we first started. It's either this or we had to postpone for a week. We can't do that. People will, they wouldn't make it through. Listen, there has to be consistency. And if we do take a pause, we have to give a a heads up and a considerable amount of time. So no one's thrown off because when my shows are only doing repeats without an announcement, I get upset. Yeah. We're not out to upset anybody. No. And you know what? I really wanted to do this week's episode because I'm going to say it. It's the best episode of the season so far. It sure is. It's my favorite, hands down. I was excited when I saw the title. I was like, here we are. I don't don't have any memory of what... I, I know it, moments that happen in the remaining two or three episodes. So up until now, best episode of the season. Yeah. And I didn't remember anything outside of what happened on the ship. Me neither. This episode, there was a clear line in the sand between the kids... And the adults. And it's funny you say sand because we're out at sea. So it's a very obvious. And I don't know if the high... Actually, I know for a fact that the hijinks we got up to on camera pale in comparison to the hijinks we got up to off camera. They should have had B-roll, you know, recording the whole time because... Yeah. Wow. Did we have a good time. Vancouver was like camp, but then when they said you're going on a big ship... It was Lord of the Flies. It was like camp on camp. It was chaos, pure mm-hmm. chaos in the best way. Well, of course. And I had all these memories flooding back that I hadn't thought of in years. Like, as in? I remember we, this episode takes place on Olivia Cruises. And what's interesting about this episode is instead of, 
this was an act of cruise that production partnered up with Olivia Cruises and we integrated ourselves into what was actually going on on the boat, which I think was pretty remarkable. Yes, an actual cruise ship with an actual voyage with actual lesbians out at sea. And we're like, hey, can we hop on your boat right. and film? And they said, sure. And if I recall, we had a splinter crew that as, as best they could seamlessly integrated production into what was actually happening. So scenes where there's a, there's a scene in a club in the episode that happened in an actual club and people just signed releases saying, yeah, sure, I'll be an extra because those extras were actually cruise goers. Same thing when there's, when there's a party, uh, <laughs> there's a party outside, like a day party that was actually happening. Yes. We flew from Vancouver. We flew into Tampa, got on the boat and the boat was headed somewhere to Mexico. And we docked at, in the Florida Keys for a day or so. And I have a, I had a vivid memory I hadn't thought of in years. I had a few hours in between scenes. And so I snuck off the boat went and had a couple drinks and uh, rented a bicycle and rode my bike through a super cute neighborhood in the Keys because everything is cute there and everyone rides bikes and found a isolated beach, went skinny dipping, had a great time, put my costume back on, went back to the boat, went directly to the set and nobody knew. Were you by yourself? Yeah. That's adorable. I never knew that story. Nobody did. And because I had sunglasses on for a lot of it, didn't matter if my eye makeup was smudged or I had sand in my hair or anything like that because it was, we were at sea. There was wind. There were elements. It was sunny out. That's incredible. One, where was I? Probably filming. Oh, right. Like I said, I had a four-hour window. I see, I see, I see. And I thought, if I can break out, now's the time. So I broke out. I love that. And the bicycle. What a cute little addition to the story. Yeah, they had rental bikes. I certainly didn't steal it. But they had rental bikes. You would rent them for a couple bucks. You can't get lost there. It's such a small little area. I think that's also where Sean Colvin got on the boat to perform. Because sometimes they have musical guests that show up when they're in a port. They're not necessarily out there cruising. Right. I don't know if that's an exciting tidbit, but... That's that's what I remember. No, but that's how it works. I, the that's Indigo, how it works. Weren't the Indigo Girls on that as well? They've they've Olivia Cruises has had a lot of a lot of big acts. But I thought Indigo Girls was on the show. Am I wrong? I guess I'm wrong. No, you know what? I think you're right. Uh huh. And I think that's way down the line. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought they were on the wait boat. Wait a minute. Us. Wait a minute. They were on the boat. Hold yeah. on. Sean Kate. Colvin opened for them. What happened with that situation? I could have sworn Indigo Girls were featured on the show. Right. When we were like, can we can we get up and sing with you? It was something like that. And it was, I think we it was a no. You can't. Well, I know we had done the Indigo Girls moment first season, but I, I I don't know. Again, this was... So we thought we should join the band, basically. We're like, you guys, you're going to want us in your band. This was 17 years ago. So my memory's a little foggy with the Indigo Girls, but I could have sworn they were in it. I guess not. Sunny Came Home is still a great hit. Ah, what a great song. Stands up still. Yep. I know. 
And they spent a lot of time on the song and I was fine with it. I was like, keep going. In fact, I might play it later just because it felt so good to hear. Hey, listen, the feeling is there. Pipe that through the speakers. Anyway, the antics off camera were, that's what I couldn't stop thinking about. We had so much fun on that ship that we should have paid ticket admission. Because what a, what a getaway. I think Laurel had gone into labor during this episode, actually. And when we were done being on the boat, we were supposed to go back to Vancouver, but I think production was taking a beat to, you know, have a baby. And I went home to LA. I think you went home to LA. All of us went back to LA for a minute because we had a few days off. That was unexpected. Bush got reelected when we were on the boat. I remember that. Oh, that was, I was like, something big happened. That happened. We were, that was the day everyone, it was like a depression on the boat the next day. We also looked at our first message boards. We did. Or we all gathered around a computer in a, like a sort of an office-y section on the boat to look up something. We did? Yes. About the show. And I don't know why, but we were all, maybe it was ratings or I don't know, but we all gathered around to look at like something about the show. I don't know if I was there for that. I know Mia was there. You must have been there. I know Aaron was there. Maybe this was when I was skinny dipping in the in the ocean. Oh, you were probably, yeah, bicycling through the Keys. Mm-hmm. On my solo journey. Well, should we get into it? I guess so, yeah. Because it's fun. Sure. We have a lot to, it's... Yeah, a lot, lots to get to, lots to get to. Um, <clears throat> it opens with a... Uh, oh, wait, first of all, yeah. this was directed by Trisha Brock. Who we were obsessed with. Funny story about Trisha is that she's a family friend. And when they heard she was directing The L Word, they reached out to me and said, you're going to love Trisha. She's the fucking greatest. Have the best time with her. So I already felt like I knew her when she showed up. And boy, did she live up. Oh, my God. We used to the praise. Yeah, we were. It's like we wanted her to direct every episode. We're like, can Trisha come back? Can Trisha come back? Oh, God, she's magic. It was. And we had so much fun off screen with her. Like it was. What a what an amazing woman. She was a great director for this because she is such a good time. She's fun. She's really fun. She's really good at what she does. And that was a tough episode to shoot on the boat. Like there was a lot of moving parts to not interrupt the goers and to get what we needed and to be timely about it. Because we only were on that boat for maybe three or four days. Yeah. We had a lot to get through. Which sounds like a lot, but it wasn't really. No. And this is where Trisha became an integral part of the show because she just kept directing onward. Yeah, I think we we were so obsessed with her. They were like, keep keep bringing her back. Yeah, like she can direct all of them for all I care. I mean, it was written by Eileen Shaken. Yes, it was. When did it air, Alicia? It aired April 24th, 2005. Wow. Okay, well, it opens, the cold open this time was Amy Ziff, who is from... The band Betty, who was kind of a big part of the show at that point, playing a a cello solo on the deck. And there's a woman in the audience who her character's name's Phoebe Sparkle. Is it Sparkles or Sparkle? I think it's just with just Sparkle. It's singular. Okay. Anyway, she's a sex expert, apparently. And everybody thinks she has more sex than probably Shane, really. Think about it. And she ends up having an affair with 
Amy Ziff. So the whole opening is like a montage of different orgasms that are happening. I appreciate the solid foreshadowing of the boat because the whole episode takes place on the boat. It seemed a little seemed a little rude to ask for sex advice during a classical concert. Well, also the two women that interrupted Phoebe Sparkle while she was listening to the solo, I felt were rude. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. It's like, ladies, wait, wait for intermission. Like there's someone playing live music, a cello, like, come on. The the romance novel dialogue, I think, just took it home for me because Phoebe's got her eye on Amy Ziff. I think Amy's got her eye on Phoebe Sparkle. And at some point, one says, what's your desire? And the other one says, what's your pleasure? Uh-huh. Really? Right. Yeah. Hey, we're on a boat. So you just like, you're already like, you got to dive in, you know, and just go with this theme. It's all romance. It's Titanic, Kate. It's lesbian Titanic. Anyway, then we're back at the shed. Jenny. I thought she was going off the deep end a little bit. She went, this was, I think this is when we really start to see Jenny. Transform. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, sure. Let's call it that. I will say this though. I, I love, I'm a major Jenny fan. Always have been. But, but I really liked her in this episode for a number of reasons. And the first one being that she times up Mark. So hard. She puts a little girl's outfit on, writes something all across her chest. Is this what you want to see? Yeah. And stares up at the camera, talks like a little girl, and basically was doing, you know, what she thought Mark was looking for. Into the camera, he jolts awake. Yeah, but Mark just needs to shut up sooner than later. The guy doesn't have a defense. But Jenny owns him, as she should. As she should. And he says, I'm going to tell Shane, I'm going to tell Carmen. And she says, no, you're not. I'm going to. You're not going to ruin their vacation like you're ruining mine. He also said, I'll go take the cameras down. She said, no, I'll tell you when to take the cameras down. It was mm-hmm. full control, which was excellent because what he did was abhorrent. So, and she says, and she says something that is so that, you know, really came into our consciousness in the last few years, although it's always existed. Jenny says, no woman or girl hasn't been intruded on by some man. And you have no idea what that feels like because he's trying to say, no, 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 I get it. I get it. Like if you saw my work, fucking shut up. She also asks if he has sisters, which he does. And Anyway, Jer- Jenny's my hero. She really is. Yeah, mine too. You almost called her Jerry just then because you're already about to say hero. Jerry's my hero. Jerry's <laughs> my hero. Anyway, she's an amazing character, flaws and all. Sorry, she is. Yes. I don't understand the hate Jenny got. I know that she... I don't either. I never agreed with it. I never understood it. Me either. A polarizing character is an effective character. It means she's doing something right. Yep. Played by an incredible actress. And that's the thing. In the wrong hands, sure. It could, in the wrong hands, a polarizing character is a bad idea, but in the right hands, it's gold. And credit to Mia Kirshner once again. Okay, then we're at the planet and Kit is doing what they do at Earth Cafe. If you're, if you've ever gone to Earth Cafe in Los Angeles, they take your order down the line like that when they're very busy. I was like, well, it just was a little, it was a little throwback for me. And you get anxiety hoping, hoping that, the salad you ordered will be the correct salad. When you, well, yeah, when you're up at the end of the line, finally to pay, you're like, do they remember what I ordered 20 minutes ago? It's a champagne problem, but still it does evoke a little anxiety if you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Benjamin shows up with a bouquet of flowers and I'm kind of like, dude, you really stood her up last time. 
big gestures. What are you hiding? I didn't like it. I wasn't excited to see him. I was done with Benjamin last time, but there he was. It goes to Alice at KCRW. Is Alice nervous? Because I'm thinking the producers might be rethinking this hire. Your Alice is falling back into this affected voice. I know. I think that she's still on like, it's like what she thinks should be happening. Like right now on Pants, if I were to do that, you'd call me and say, what are you doing? But there was a whole episode to, devoted to Alice getting out of that, that habit. I understand, but it's like most lessons in life. It doesn't, you don't learn it the first time. And maybe it doesn't help that Dana's there. It does not help. She has a guest on. She just wanted to do a little blurb and then Dana takes over. (laughs) And Alice, you know, we find out later was not happy about that. But yeah, Kate, she's still, you know, she's still affected. It's okay. We know she'll come out of it eventually. Because here, because look at you now. I mean, listen to this voice now. It's mm-hmm. grounded, authentic, natural, honest, <laughs> present, and still just as irritating. It's not irritating. Don't say that. You know, I was actually listening to a podcast on my road trip and I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying it. It's called the Happiness Lab. But the doctor, when she's doing her podcast, she's like, I'm Dr. Dada, you know, and she has a very effective. And then when she flashes to like an actual interview, she's talking like this to people and she's like, really like that. And she's like, you know, and I was like, oh, it took us a while. It took us a little while with our ads to be like that. Initially, when we started getting ads, we thought we had to perform. That was the note we were getting. And we were like, what? We're just, it's, it's, Really? And then I think we're starting to find a happy medium. It's a learning curve. I'm not judging Alice. It was just an observation. All right. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a minute. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands? And you're like, I like this about it, but not this, or they're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things and it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Then we're in Jenny's room and, okay, so she has her family photos, a slew of them just kind of spread across her bedspread. And she's making a video for her mother and we're asking questions. Asking questions about, because her family's from, uh, you know, her family, you know, was in Auschwitz. And I'm curious, where did this, where did this come from? It's like the first time we're, we're, we're hearing about it. Am I right? Because up until now, it's been fantasies about uh, uh, fantasies. Circuses. Yeah. It's because Burr told her that she needed to focus on rea- uh, writing real- reality as ah, opposed to fiction. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny, I'm into it. The music was a little o- overwrought. It's like, I-, I got it. Yeah, I was a little on the nose. Yeah, kind of. But Jenny, like, yeah, get into your family history. It's important. But Carmen walks in unsure of the situation as well, like what's happening. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jenny starts to fuck with Carmen and Shane, the beginning of the game. Well, Jenny's Jenny's patience of not... Jenny's got serious long game. I thought Carmen had it, but Jenny has it in spades. And is she fucking with them? Yeah, but it makes Kate, this... Tri- it makes the whole this, time. Yeah, but I, for me, it makes the triangulation more interesting. I don't like seeing Jenny as the sort of the victim, not realizing that Carmen's sort of using her. I like Jenny taking control and saying, uh-uh, no longer. That's what I'm saying. She's like, this is my game. I'm going to control it. And sure, I'll go on the boat because I'm going to fuck with you guys the whole time. Also, you guys could have been the original thruple. Think of that. Uh, thank you. I, I said, thought the same thing. This is the fur. It never came. It never happened. It never, it never happened. But wow, what could have been? It was the first inklings of a thruple on this show. Yeah. So congrats. Hats off to you. Cause I forgot that. Sure. It would have been a, it would have been a massive disaster. So maybe I'm glad we avoided that, but still. You know what? Looking back, I would have enjoyed for sure watching a couple of episodes of that actually happening, right. but no problem. Anyway, then we go to the dress shop where Helena again. Everyone, everyone's favorite couple, Helena and Tina. I, I was so invested in the boat. I really could care less about the dress in the dressing room. I was, I, I, I just wanted it to be over. And the $5,000 dress. It's always about money with Helena, like trying to buy Tina. And then Tina's like, okay. And then I was waiting for Helena to try to fuck Tina in the dressing room. And it just, it's the same thing over and over. I just was like, let's get back to the boat. I know. I, the whole, everything that happens off the boat, I'm almost not interested in. Yeah. Although everyone's scenes are amazing. I just want to get back to the boat. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm biased. Clearly. Right. But we're not on the boat yet. Doesn't matter. We're en route to the boat. Yeah, we are. We are. It's happening. So I have to say to you, I think you're in full prime cuteness right now on the show. Like, I really think you're just like, oh, thanks. Tip top adorable. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you just like, you're, you're, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like cuteness overload. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. I noticed my hair was uh, beachy. It must have been from the salt water. Yeah, which is kind of toss, toss. Oh, yeah, it was tossed just right. And it was the beach water. You kind of have like a lot of smirks going on. You know, I like when Shane smirks. I like when you're smiley. And I like, um, I don't know. I think it was because you're about to have a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have to say, 
I appreciate the levity because the heaviness has been a bit over. It's been a little, I, I, I'm cool with it, but we need to, but let's switch it up a little bit. No, it's good and we need it. And that's your character. But I enjoy shame when she's having a good time. I always have. I fight for it every season. Alicia, I fight it every season. I fight for it every year. I try. I'm like, can we have fun? Can we please go do adventures together? Can we have adventures? Can we have activity? Because it's the activity that makes, that creates chaos and fun. And the friendship. Like when you're, when Shane's surrounded by people having a good time, you then have a good, it's, it's just the side of Shane I like. I know. But back in the day, you know, this, these, this group of characters were so intertwined with each other's lives. It was, it's different. We, it's apples and oranges. It can't be compared. I can like it though. I mean, I can say I like it. You like what? The levity and Shane. I do. I enjoy it. It was, it's refreshing. I, I do agree with you. So now everybody's packing. Jenny's decided to go. You guys were like, great. Alice and Dana are packing. Well, Jenny says, Shane's saying, are you ready to go? And Jenny pulls the same line she pulled on Carmen, which is, I don't, I don't want to go. And Shane's like, all right, great. Well, if you're not going, I'm not going. And Carmen says, well, if you're not going and you're not going, then I'm not going. And I really want to go. Yeah. And I think the friendship between Shane and Jenny, although we know Jenny is sort of puppeteering this thing, I think their friendship is endearing and cute. And I like them together. It's a good pair. Oh, it's, it's great. It's all starting to, and I can see Sarah and Carmen's personality beginning to meld into one. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. I noticed. Yeah. It's just like you can, right when she's, you can tell, right? When an actor's getting comfortable with who they're playing. Full throttle blur. Like it's all, yeah. Yeah. At this point. Oh, and then when, when, yeah, Dana. And Dana, we, then, then we see Dana and, and Alice packing and Dana is the uptight packer with the list. You see her checking it off. I respect that. I know this kind of packer very well. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I do know one. Dana starts to bring up the love boat and how basically we're having a little like debate over who knows it better. Mm -hmm. And she starts to talk about the reboot of the love boat, which I thought was really funny because it was sort of a foreshadow of Gen Q. Because she's like, well, if you don't have Doc Captain Steuben and you don't have Isaac, then it's, mm -hmm. or Alice is saying that, then it's, who, who cares about the love boat? And Dana says something about how she gets seasick, which Aaron must have. Aaron really does get seasick. Aaron, and I think that was Aaron's idea. Please say Dana gets seasick because I very well could get seasick. And I have, I, I have a memory of that, which we can get to later. Me too. Basically, Mark comes in to Shane's room. And Mark knows the hurricane is coming and he's terrified. And I love that Jenny holds all the cards in this. He has nowhere to go. He's pre-apologizing for what you have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, but it won't be good when he when uh, when they find out. And then we're at the airport, and we're at the Vancouver airport. That was the international Vancouver airport. Probably easier to, you know, lock that down than LAX. It was super easy to get to that airport. Yeah, you and I had that airport down, going back and forth, dialed in. Between LA and Vic, yeah. And Dana is the uh, Dana's the annoying friend. You always have one friend who insists on checking bags. And I'm glad Alice got annoyed because I'm sorry, it's annoying. I told you this when we traveled recently. Do not check a bag. No, I, and I know that. I'm not an idiot. I, I never check bags unless, you know, I'm going to like Europe. 
Europe's a different story. But yeah. generally speaking, never check yeah. the bag. You just have to really, the only thing about not checking is you have to get your products perfectly right with the like amounts and, you know. And considering Dana with her checklist, you'd think she would have thought ahead and planned that better because... Seriously. But she's not nervous about her product. She's nervous because she's packed a dildo and she doesn't want to take it through the... Security. Security check. So I get it. Little does she know that even when your bags get checked, they still go through a scan. So it would have been seen regardless. Right. But she wouldn't have to be there for the embarrassment part. Right. True. 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 We see Bet, and we see that she's at the hotel. And once again, Melvin's in town, Mr. Ozzie Davis. And he seems more frail. He does. Than he was last time. It was heartbreaking. And, and Bet is full blown, you know, daddy mode. She's like, daddy this, daddy that, just out to please her father at all times. It's the weakness. It's her, it's Achilles heel. It's her father. And then at the airport, now they're going through a security check and Shane beeps, which is always the story of my life as well. Mm-hmm. I've been with you with a lot of beeps. Oh my Lord. You get pulled over. Just for, just for the record, I'm not doing anything wrong. No, they just, you look like you probably are. Right. And it's like, no, don't do that. And it's the big dick bust because Dana gets busted with a big dildo in her bag. Yeah. Well, now we, I also was like, oh, we saw the one they chose. I forgot. It got revealed. I didn't realize nipple clamps were against TSA regulation. Well, didn't that lady take them? Yes. And we were bummed? Yes, she pocketed them. I found that interesting. But how could they be used as a weapon? They're nipple clamps. Uh, Don't ask me. And then um, Bet takes Melvin to a art gallery. No. Her get to CAC. They're at CAC. I'll be perfectly transparent. I have no idea what the fuck they were talking about. It kind of zoned out. It just out. basically was, I don't know. I was like, let's get to the boat. It was a, it was a lot about art. That's why you zoned out. Mm-hmm. But there, no, there wasn't one important thing that happened in the scene outside of art that was about Bet's mother. And Bet asks Melvin why he didn't try to save his marriage with her mom. He says, if you had had the experience I had with marriage, you would understand. And she's like, I perfectly understand. It's it's the whole acknowledging that lesbian relationships and Beth's relationship with Tina has anything to do with, you know, what he understands as yeah, his ignorance. Yeah. His ignorance is shining through. And also he there's little hints that he's not well. And I appreciate it's pretty subtle. He just excuses himself to go to the bathroom and you see him sort of getting lost. And you know, that's what that's what having watching your parents get older looks like it's it's heartbreaking and yeah and alarming she also tells him she also tells him that tina and her split up and he doesn't he doesn't really care he doesn't know what he's supposed to say and he calls her miss canard yeah and now we're at the boat now we're getting on the boat thank god because that's i just all i want to talk about is the boat no disrespect i that and you know when i was saying how i snuck off the boat yeah. So the scene that that scene was where we're entering, that was on the keys. And that was a scene that I was probably coming back to shoot that I snuck off. And that's probably oh, what I good thinking, too, because you didn't have to go all the way back inside the boat. You're just like, I'm here. Well, no, it wasn't that it was that I got to keep sunglasses on. So if I makeup is smudgy or the makeup's off, who cares? You can't see it. Clever, clever. But that scene involved me sneaking off. Whether it was before or after, I don't know. But I know it was involved. 
Well, we start loading onto the boat and we pass the owls, which I was like, that's probably what we would belong to now. The older women, lesbians called the owls. They were checking in. Anyway, I was like, there we were young little bumpkins. And now we'd probably be going right to the owl booth. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. I forgot that Dana was a celebrity. Kind of the way I forget Alice is a celebrity in the reboot. I know. Unless you show it, you know, you forget. So we all get into our rooms. Uh, Alice and Dana have a pretty big suite compared to you guys. Those were the suites that we stayed in. Those were the rooms. (laughs) Well, because of Dana, she was a speaker on the boat. We got a better... I saw a couple of falcons land on my balcony and I couldn't believe that they were out that far at sea. I was like, that's a long trek, birds. And like, you better eat something before you have to get back to the land. It's a long... I was surprised. And then Shane and Jenny Mm -hmm. and Carmen get into their tiny stateroom and that's where the potential thruple begins. Jenny's Jenny's fully unfazed. She suggests it and Shane and Carmen are like, what fuck is going on? Yeah, Jenny's not acting right in any of your eyes. You're like, what's up with Jenny? Jenny has zero fucks left and I can't say I blame her. Why would you? I mean, she literally was a fly on the wall to the real truth and you guys are still pretending. She's like, I'm not a fucking idiot. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then there's a time cut to a panel that Dana is on with Phoebe Sparkle. I was trying to understand the theme of this panel. I didn't get the theme either, but I did see a blurred line of Aaron and Dana. Uh, okay. The theme was love and relationship. Yeah, but wh- okay, if it's love and relationship, why is Dana there to discuss love and relationships? Why is Dana there? Exactly. What's the theme? I don't know. She just was an out lesbian and they're like, get her on the boat. But I got to tell you, Aaron came out in the middle of the scene that wasn't Dana. Did you see it happen? I don't know. I don't know. What moment? She like did a joke. She did like a, and then she laughed. Like, I don't know. It was just her. I don't know what it, we were all, it was getting all mixed up back then. Yeah. Phoebe, I honestly, where was Phoebe Sparkle when Alice was in her throuple? You could have, you could have taken some notes that day. I could have used her. You know, I got to say, I wish the throuple had gone on for seasons and seasons. It was a, juicy storyline that could have kept going and going. It was such a great storyline that just kind of fizzled out. I mean, I know people love Danny and Gigi and I, and I welcome that love and I get it, but I did love the throuple. I thought it was really fun, but I had a long way to go. Could have gone a lot of places. Serve its purpose by any means. It like just when you were like, okay, they're going to do this. It just mm-hmm. fizzled out. Sadly, I guess I'm into watching throuples on TV. I think you're just into watching storylines that have fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's go back to 2004. Yeah, sorry. There we were. 
So Bet's at the hotel restaurant where Melvin wanted to eat. What a tri- what a trifecta, first of all. It was Charles Dutton, Pam Greer, and Ozzie Davis. They were making like a classy television show and we were making like a trashy <laughs> television show all in one episode. We were just bumbling idiots on yeah. a boat in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and they're all respectable actors. And Melvin, again, you can tell something's not right with him. And he's and I think he knows it. I guess we'll find out in the next episode. We're not there yet, but I think he knows it. But his pride will never admit that it's real. Right. No, he knows. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to acknowledge it. And then uh, something they talked about toe. So anyway, then it's the dance club. And guess what? That dance club was actually happening. And did you stay? And we stayed. Yes. That's where Sarah taught me how to dance with stink face. Amazing. Because it's sexy. Well, that scene, you must have uh, had a full night of dancing at that place because that scene maybe took an hour to film. Like they really, they, and, and you could see by the shots, they planned it out really, really well. So they didn't overshoot and make it complicated. And anyway, great scene. And what happens in the dance scene? So wait, so you kiss Carmen. What? No. So anyway, we're, it's, 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 day, uh, no, it's Shane, it's Carmen, it's Jenny. And we're having a good time. The three of us are dancing and everything's great. And then Car, uh, Jenny grabs Carmen to kiss her. And then Jenny at some point then pulls Shane in. And kind of smushes Carmen and Shane together. So they do kiss and it's very dramatic and tension filled. And Jenny kind of wipes her hands. I liked it. I was like, yeah, they belong together. Yeah, I did too. Jenny wipes her hands and says, job is done. I just like that Jenny is like 10 steps ahead of Shane and Carmen. That makes it interesting. She's like Oz, the lesbian Oz in this one. Yeah, but after just as like a like after we all stayed, I don't know where you were. I think I was probably there. I just don't have a memory of it. You stayed. I remember you there. Okay. I was there. I you was were. There. Yeah. And and Sarah was trying to show me how to dance sexy and I can't. And she was like, if you make your face look like you smelled something really bad, it looks really hot. And I was like, that's so gross. I don't get it. And she did it. And I swear to God. It's such an incredible like trick and only she can do it. And I wish we could have her on here right now and we could all see her do it because it's, it's amazing. When we had her on the show two summers ago, we talked about it and she did it for us, but no one got to see it because we don't, we don't do video for this. But that's the night it happened. So we'll just quickly go through that what's happening off the boat. Anyway, so Shane walks away. She's upset because, oh God, that's, that's so too dramatic and tension, tension. And Carmen, he goes smoke a cigarette on the side of the ship. And I was, yeah. And I was expecting the guitar riff to kick in. Thankfully it didn't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then we're back at the planet, the planet. Yeah. And uh, Bet brings Melvin. In, in front of the moon, the man on the moon. Right. And Bet brings Melvin in to see the planet for the first time. He hasn't seen it. And Bet really needs her father's validation. And yes, he's wrong. Like the way Melvin. He's so wrong, Kate. He is. But it gets to a point where he's older. He's frail. You got to ask yourself, it's like, is it worth being so frustrated? I think a lot of people have this with their parents. I guess so. When you see someone who's been such an asshole your whole life, but then you see them weak. It can't be an easy transition. Yeah, but that's where I think uh, maybe establish just some clear boundaries where it's, I don't expect to get your approval. 
the hell with it. It's like, you're too old and stubborn. Yeah. And she's just like, I want an espresso. That basically was like, that was having a little bit of an Alice scene. It was all about coffee. Then we're back on the boat. And then it's the next morning and there's a day party. And again, that was a real day party happening. And Phoebe Sparkle is there and Alice is trying to get her attention. And you know who was uh, extra in that scene with a line? Did you remember? Who? Mia's mom. Oh my God. I forgot all about that. You just see that sweet little face pop into screen for a hot second. And I forgot Mia brought her. I forgot. And we have all those pictures with her when we had to do the, um, because you have to do this like safety thing when you get on a ship. Yep. You know, just in case it really does do a Titanic. And you have the, what are the little floaties, the safety floaties. And there's pictures of Mia with her mom with the floaties on. Bless. What a cute thing she brought her. Adorable. I love that she got her on. (laughs) I know. She's the one who, uh, Phoebe's talking about, I don't know, Phoebe and her sexcapades, but uh, her mother says, who's next? Just two little, two little bits. And people were really drunk that day. So I, I, it was, it was sort of hard to get everyone to cooperate, but we managed to do it. Yeah. And they probably, when they watch the show, like have vague memories of it because they were lit. And I noticed a wardrobe continuity problem. Either Shane only brought one change of clothes or... It was like pink and red. You had like a ripped up... Yeah. That was the day before. And the next morning she's in the same thing, but at night her outfit was different. Small potatoes. Who cares? But then Jenny is a... Jenny's yucking it up with the crowd and she jumps into the pool and her... My favorite scene. The best. And then because it was such an odd little skirt, it became like a flotation flotation device. Yeah. And she's just like having a blast. Like, I love that Mia was just like Mm -hmm. interacting with everyone on the boat. Mm -hmm. Mia slash Jenny. And her $2,000 Mew Mew skirt that got probably ruined by that water. For sure it did. Phoebe, sparkle, eyes shame. You can see that coming a mile away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so when Mia's mom asks, who are you going to be with tonight? She's like, I don't know. We'll see. And then Shane walks up. So it was like, cue the music. Then we're back in the Alice and Dana suite. I like the 70s porn music that instantly kicks in the moment the door opens. And here we go into their favorite thing to do, which is role play. It's kind of great. They like to role play. I loved it. Yeah. So I, we forgot to mention earlier, I whispered to the captain when we boarded the boat and uh, I got his uniform. So I hand it to, to Dana so she can be Captain Steubing. And, you know, I'm Julie. And sadly, right as things are about to get hot, you get interrupted for a dinner. And the woman who interrupts the dinner is the woman who I believe ran Olivia Cruz's. It was. She was. She was the one who put it all together. Exactly. Really nice lady. Very nice. They have to go to dinner. And this is the Aaron Daniels seasick moment that I remember. We were shooting that scene in a banquet. She was so seasick. We were at a banquet having that round table dinner and it was in the middle of the storm. Remember? Uh-huh. So it was like a slow rock. It was like one of those where your equilibrium is, isn't sure what's and happening. And I remember there were times where we were in the middle of filming and they had to yell cut because we, you could see the table just shifting and all the plates sliding to one side. And to Aaron's credit, I think everyone got a little seasick, but Aaron especially got seasick and they had to make it quick because Aaron wasn't going to make it. Right. Speed it up. She's going to puke. Yeah, exactly. It was rough. That scene was rough. Yeah. And was that the real captain? I don't know. Okay. Because I'm sure there was a real captain on the ship. I'm sure, you know, 
somebody was in charge. Yeah. And then it cuts to Tina, Helena, and Bet. And it really does feel like two different episodes. It was squished into one. Tina and Helena arrive in these outfits and Bet's in an outfit as well. Everyone's in an outfit. You know what I mean? It's one of those. <laughs> Hairs up. And Tina. It's a banquet yeah, or something. But Tina's getting awarded for being something. What did she get? I don't know. And Helena invited Bet. Bet came. It's the whole I'm a little I'm a little sick of their triangle. Me too. Okay. I'm just like It's over. There's nowhere else for it to go. It's done. And but Yeah. I invited Bet and Tina's like, You did? And you know, it's all about Bet. And then Bet shows up and Jet Bet does the polite terse smile to Helena and tries to keep it together. Yeah, it's the same thing on repeat. But Tina does say to Bet, I'd like to start dating you again. Well, that was the big thing. She pulled, so here's the thing. She just got her $5,000 dress where Helen's trying to buy her and she's like, I'll accept the dress. But when I get to the party, I'm going to go behind your back and I'm going to try to get my relationship back with Bet. Mm-hmm. I was kind of a little like, Tina, get like, pick your side. Are you being bought? She's over it. And you know what? Good, because we're over it too. Time to end it. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like... Go back to bet. Go back to bet. Just end it, for Christ's sake. They are. They're going to get back together. <sighs> okay, so we're back on the ship. Sean Colvin is now singing Sunny Came Home. It's such a polite lesbian concert goers. Well, it's a quiet folk song. What do you... Oh, well, Car- I'm looking at Carmen and she... Well, Carmen's certainly rocking out to it. <laughs> it's like a mosh pit. Look at Carmen. You'll never watch it again, but Carmen's rocking out. Below Sean Colvin. And poor Dana. Poor Dana got dragged to this dinner and she's still wandering around with this like massive strap on trying to conceal it. Poor thing. Was Aaron really wearing it? I don't think she, no. I don't think she, um, well, for this scene at the captain's table, yeah, because I grab it. But she didn't have it on other times, right? No. I suppose not. I think when she didn't have to have it on, why would you, you know? That's just uncomfortable. Maybe she's a method actor. That's true. I don't recall that happening. Well, you two go, Alice and Dana go back into uh, the room. And I got to say, it was really hot. Nice job until... What happened? Dana oh, gets really? seasick. You two go... Oh! Yeah, it was a hot scene until you... you it got spoiled by, by Aaron slash Dana's seasickness. It was probably real, knowing how seasick Aaron got. Right, right. Well, no, they wrote that. That was in the script, that one. I really liked the Captain Stubing, Julie McCoy. great. Role play because I was a huge Love Boat fan. Huge. Is that your idea then? I don't remember. Could be. Could have been. Can't remember. Can't say. I could see you. No, I think it makes sense that they wrote that because it was a boat episode. Mm. And then what happens? Okay, so that, oh, you. So then, um, well, no, we have to go to the banquet just for a split second when he goes up to get her award bet gets called because melvin passes out at dinner yes with kit and benjamin sadly he was very sick and bet gets phone called during the banquet she has to go tina gets up to get her award looks out bet's not there back to the she doesn't know why but she probably thought oh she doesn't care about me and then there's going to be miscommunication for another episode until the finale anyway back to the boat okay so you shane 
go into Phoebe's room. And what I thought was kind of funny was... They both aren't into it. We're supposed to think you're going to have a lot of sex. She's supposed to think she's... And they're both like, can, you're like, can I crash on your couch? She's like, absolutely don't tell anybody. I thought it was so refreshing. It was nice. It was more real. I want another at some point. I love that the mystique, it's all, it's all bullshit. It's always bullshit. Baby's exhausted. She's like, I can't do this again. Can I please go to bed? And Shane's like, I just want to yeah, sleep. I'm so exhausted. And Shane, Shane is like, can I just sleep on your couch? No funny business. I promise. Yeah. You don't want to go back to your room and have sex with anybody or have it with Phoebe or anybody. You see a good night's sleep. I feel sleep. like Shane is actually minding her P's and Q's in this episode. She's not going crazy with the people on the boat and she's not getting overtly drunk and wasted and all this stuff. And although drinking wasn't her thing, it was always drugs. Like she's always, you know, she always goes off the deep end. She's keeping it to... You like your beer though. You had your little beer. And then you were swigging wine at the captain's table, which was funny too. Okay, so then what else happens? Oh, I think that's it. The- well, Jenny, well, well, actually, no, it's not it. So Jenny, uh, then it goes oh. to Jenny and Carmen in their stateroom. Carmen's asleep and, and Jenny's staring at Carmen's Carmen sleeping. And I actually thought that this was going to fade into a fantasy. And thankfully it didn't. We stayed in real time. I just liked it. And that was, but the boat is over, right? I mean, there was no sort of... Well, the next, well, the next scene, it's a time lapse. And that's when we get really good drone shots of LA. Boom, we're back at Jenny and Shane's house. And there's Mark in the midst of taking down the cameras. There were a lot of them too, by the way. I Did know. you notice that? And... Oof. How did you guys not see those? Anyway, go ahead. I was wondering that too. I mean, they weren't like hidden in a teddy bear. They were like in the corners. Remember when he was set them up? God, you really don't pay attention in your 20s, do you? Um, and all three of them are fully betrayed. Uh, I think Shane's probably betrayed the most because she's the one who created a friendship and was the most vulnerable with him and thought she probably made a real friend. And it turns out. Nope. No, anyway, so Jenny says the jig is up. This is, I've known this. Now you know this as well. And Carmen and Shane both know that Jenny now knows. And Carmen runs into Jenny's room, kind of backpedaling with Jenny. Mm-hmm. Too little, too late for that. Well, the tape, he's, you saw the tape, the Shane, no, sorry, the Shane Carmen love confession tape. Jenny saw that. And that's the tape that Jenny picks up and hands to Carmen and Carmen sees it. And that's where Carmen chases after her backpedaling you can't say anything you can't backpedal when there's video footage but i really respect jenny for busted having that level of patience and keeping it quiet i think sarah soaked up some sun on the ship by the way yeah of course i think she was out on the deck sunbathing while we were filming because she was very tan Mm -hmm. and i didn't see it to happen to anybody else well then and then it goes back to mark and shane Yeah. And initially, Alicia, I know you're going to love this story. Okay. It's right up your alley. Okay, go for it. Initially, the scene had a lot of dialogue, a whole lot of dialogue, a lot of how could you do this to me? What did you do? I can't believe you did this. 20 different versions of that phrase. And on Mark's end, it was a lot of I'm sorry's. Please don't hate me. I'm sorry. I know I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. And I think it was Trisha who said, why don't we just lose the dialogue? Because you, you sure it wasn't you that said I certainly that? agreed with her because it, any dialogue would take the fucking tension and the air out of that balloon. And it doesn't need it. Like, what are you going to say? There's nothing to be said. And that was 
Trisha's idea. It was like, let's just scrap the the verbiage and just have it all happen through the tears and through nothing because there's nothing to be said on either end and then just punch him in the face. I like the punch. I was wondering, like, because you you had tears in your eyes and then you kind of like hunched over in pain and betrayal. And then I thought it was over. Right. Could you imagine? I'm so sure. No, I can't imagine that storyline. If somebody put cameras in my house and I didn't know. I punch him. Yeah, but then you punch him. I was excited. And that's it. That was the end of the episode. It was a good, it was a good last scene of an episode, I gotta say. I thought we were gonna be on this podcast for like three hours over this episode. It was quick because it was all pretty punchy. It was like I'm telling you. Fun and Best punchy. Episode of the season. Land Ahoy. God, that was so special, that whole experience. I'm glad we had it. Can't believe it was that long ago. And I really hope next season in Gen Q, we can go have Fucking some fun. Fucking fun together. I know. Because that's the stuff I like to do. And Alice and Shane get into more antics together as this season on the original show goes on. Right now you're in... Do we? We do, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but that... There was one scene... Oh, we didn't go over this one where you... When I was trying to talk to Phoebe Sparkle Mm -hmm. and you interrupt me. Mm -hmm. It's those little moments. Yes. I was like, pants, there's pants. Right. And you, and you, and Phoebe takes my, gets my attention or Phoebe gives me attention as opposed to you. And you're like, thanks, Shane. Thanks. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, anything that gets you and I away from sitting at a table with a coffee in our faces, I'll fucking take. We need to get in a car. We need to get out of LA. We need movement. We need movement. We need external. We need, not even, we don't need to get out of LA. We just, we need external things outside of our little controlled bubble, right? Because you're, ta- you're at a table in a restaurant. Like, you know what's going to happen. You're just, you know, unless an earthquake happens. And Which I've like, pitched. I've pitched that a thousand times. Yeah, an earthquake would be great. But it, it, that's why it's, we need to get out of that and have external. Like, like we do Uncontrollable things happen to us as opposed yes. to being in these environments that are controlled and boring and we've asked let's see what happens but as far as 2004 i mean what a kick-ass good time that was a good one yeah next week is 11 and i think there's two left or three left yeah there's 13 you said there's 13 the hell's gonna happen now i really don't remember what happens well you're gonna have to get together with carmen for sure that i know i know what happens in the finale of two what happens to me and dana i don't know do we implode I know the big, the, a few big things that happen in the finale, but now anything could be the case. My memory has failed me. Well, I'm on the edge of my seat. And we hope you are too, Pockets. We have to skip a week because I have to travel. Everyone, I'm sorry. I need to skip a week. I have to travel and I'm not going to have any time to record. It's my bad. Blame me. But I promise you we're going to pick it up the following week and keep on trucking. So we'll, we'll do a repeat. There'll be something you've maybe already heard and if you haven't enjoy what you didn't hear and then we'll be back and then we'll be back and no more interruptions well i wouldn't promise that you never know but we love you pockets okay but thanks for listening love you pockets this is pants thank you for listening to pants a podcast brought to you by myself kate menig and lisha haley produced by melissa d montz 
Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS and graphics are by Love Fox. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.